Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Well, the last couple of weeks we've been sharing about 2021, the year of breakthrough. How's it going? Some of you already had breakthroughs and significant things have happened. If they haven't happened yet, they will. And last week we talked about you sow seeds of breakthrough. And sometimes we pray for a breakthrough and God gives you the seed that then you need to nurture and flow with. The scripture we've been using is Psalm 51 verse 12 says, Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. Hold me close to you with a willing spirit that obeys whatever you say. Wow. God is so good. That's good news. That's really good news. I turn on the, uh, the news at night sometimes and I just turn it off after a while. It's just such full of fear and bad news and they're trying to find the most sensational, fear-filled thing they can find and they forget to tell all the good things that God's doing and what are happening in our nation. And we live in the most blessed nation. Not perfect, but blessed. I want to encourage you, make sure you're listening to the right news, the good news from God and truth and wisdom over your life. So you can, um, your passion for life will be restored, tasting joy in every break. Some people lost their passion. But when you start getting some breakthroughs in your love and your worship and the presence of God, and you see his hand of blessing and favor, let me tell you, your passion will be refired. And today God wants to stir up some of our passion for his kingdom, for his church, for his purposes, for the calling and ministry over your life. Because we need that passion stirred and alive. In 2020, we started off with great plans and visions, but COVID-19 struck and God did lots of changes to us and in our nation that weren't in our plans. So some people say, well, we won't plan anything with this year. We'll just see what happens. No, God says plan, prepare, pray, and then just be flexible when he, he adjusts it. So we're still planning, but we're not um, setting out everything for the whole year because there's flexibility. But this year we're planning and believing for many breakthroughs, for transformation, for harvest time, for simplicity and greater effectiveness. And uh, Jeremiah 33, 3, 6 and 9 is a prophetic scripture that we've had now for probably the last 18 years. And I want to read it again because it always stirs my heart. You need vision and purpose. Listen to these verses. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will heal. It's not I might or maybe if I get around to it or if you're good enough. I will heal my people. Spirit, soul and body. Verse 9, Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honour before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. Prophetically, that was for Jerusalem. But God spoke to me 18 years ago that you can claim that for Harvey Bay. And I've been claiming that every day since. Blessing, favor, health, peace, provision, protection, <coughs> increase and overflow. And encourage you to pray that over our communities and over our families and over our churches. There's an interesting little verse in Nehemiah 4.14. For those who don't know their Bible, uh, Nehemiah was a, a servant of uh, the king and he came from Jewish background. He went and saw the walls of the city all torn down. That 
the walls of the city in those times meant their protection was gone. They were vulnerable for attack. It was a disgrace. He saw it and says, hey, why don't we rebuild the walls? And there was broken stones everywhere. It had been burned. The people were scattered, had no sense of purpose. They were being attacked all the time. But he came with vision, searched it out, and he mobilized them with passion to rebuild the walls. And it says in Nehemiah 4.14, So we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a heart to work. This was an absolute miracle. It had been broken down for 70 or more years. It was in chaos. And we look around our community and think, mate, there's so much need. There are thousands of families in chaos. There is so much brokenness and need. And we can look and say, what can we do? But let me tell you, it's amazing what we can do when we work together with a heart to serve, with a heart to do our part. And our church this year, I believe we're going to accelerate and see amazing things happen that in the natural saying, how could a group of a few hundred people achieve that? God's going to surprise us if we have that spirit with clear vision, clear purpose, and we partner with God. I've learned breakthroughs happen by partnership with God and with people. Rarely does it all happen on your own. Often it's partnership with God and people. Obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit and His Word positions us for breakthroughs. Positions us in a place. Coming to church, being in His presence, connected in a small group, praying and serving together. Let me tell you, it positions you for blessing and breakthrough. That's why I love being together to worship, to pray, to get inspired. Amazing things happen when there is focused vision and unity. So what is our goal and vision? It hasn't changed much. We've changed the words a bit for our church. Seeing all people transformed by the love of Jesus. We've always loved seeing people get transformed, set free, out of darkness to light, hope where there's been hopelessness, purpose where there's just been a wandering and restoration in our lives. And we've, the last few years we've used these uh, four words, encounter, connect, belong, and grow. So we want people to see them transformed through encounters with God's love and presence, connecting with Jesus and the body of Christ, belonging to their spiritual home through service, and growing through Bible-based discipleship. Connect, encounter, connect, belong, and grow. And I encourage you, some of you have been experiencing that. You look back in the last two or three years and think, mate, I've grown so much. I'm now doing this or I'm serving here. I've got new confidence and new skills and new strength over my life. And it's overflowing in your business, in your relationships, in your family. Church is a training ground, a connecting place where what you learn here overflows to the rest of our life. And that's how I see the kingdom of God. It's a place of connection and belonging. So encounter, connect, belong and grow. And I believe it's harvest time this year. Transform lives, faith, more leaders, resources, Holy Spirit encounters, miracles. We're going to see increase as we believe it and we all partner together. It happens as we partner together. So um, we have our church DNA. Who knows our church DNA with the acrostic Bayside? B stands for Bible-based foundation. That's why we preach and teach the word, not popular opinion we don't google it on the way here to church say oh we'll talk about that today (laughs) we don't uh, listen to what social media says we preach and believe we're bible believing a stands for always generous yes we're always generous finances heart service uh, acceptance loving people y stands for 
Yes to the Holy Spirit. We love to make room for the Holy Spirit, for His gifts, for His fruit, for His power, for His anointing. You read through the book of Acts, that's one of the reasons the church grew powerfully. S stands for? Service. Okay, S for service. That's why we encourage everyone to find a niche. If you're not um, actively serving on a team, we encourage you to find a spot. There'll be a sign-up sheet down the uh, back or just outside to, today. If you're not on a team, you say, hey, I'd love to help on somewhere of connecting with people at the door or serving in our kids' ministry or, or interested in helping in with one of your skills or gifts. I stands for inclusive. Inclusive. You got on the board there. You're cheating. I didn't know it was up there. I was trying to check out how good your memory was. And you got it on the board. I thought, boy, they're really alert today. <laughs> oh, you tricked me. Inclusive means all ages, all nationalities, all backgrounds. That's, if you look around our church, look at it, all different ages, different nationalities, different backgrounds. That's our goal. That's our heart. That's what we want to make space for people of all different dynamics in society. And D is discipleship. Discipleship is where we uh, train, we equip, we serve, we mature, we find a ways. And Alpha will help you grow in discipleship, um, in our foundations and reaching out to others. And E for evangelism. We're believing for at least five people every week to come to Christ throughout our church. And uh, I'd love to see more to be con become connected and belong. So this year we want to strengthen believers' foundations and connect and reach people in our community through Alpha and our various ministries and groups. We'll continue preparations for our Home for the Harvest Church and Community Facility. I'll share a little bit more about that later. Train and release more leaders and volunteers through training, mentoring, and uh, some are doing our Bible college. And uh, last year we started out with some training nights on Sunday nights and then COVID hit and uh, that was all over. This year we're doing Alpha the first term and then um, as the year rolls on we'll have some seasons of training equipment. We're going to do more training online so we'll record more stuff so you don't have to come to a, lots of meetings all the time to get training. We'll do more online but we will have uh, get-togethers of uh, just going through our DNA, our cap money courses and other things and discovering and activating our gifts. We're going to put a course together on how to discover and activate your God-given gifts. And we want to teach that sometime this year as well. So we'll let you know how that's going to roll out. And uh, we're believing for God to bless us. Ephesians 4.16 in the Passion, I love this verse, it says, For the body has been formed in His image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. Isn't that beautiful? So that's why when you come to church or you get together in an alpha group or one of our ministry groups, it's like you belong. You just can't wait to catch up on what's been happening because we are connected vitally through the Spirit of God. And every member, here it is, every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. Every one of us has been given gifts. It might be the gift of hospitality or encouragement. It might be a practical skill, a technical skill. It might be a leadership skill. It might be an anointed gift ministry for breakthrough. It might be a business skill to raise finances for the kingdom. Whatever it is, it's a caring ministry. There are just multitudes. Every member, God says, has been given gifts. People say, oh, I don't think I've got any gifts. So I said, well, hold on. That doesn't work because the Bible says every member has been given. we just got to discover them. Have faith instead of letting fear 
hold us back. And uh, we just need to step up. And it goes on and says, Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. I've found the quickest way I grow is by using my heart and my time and my gifts to bless others. That's when I grow the quickest. Because you're on the stretch. Every time you're praying, I don't just come to church to enjoy a day. I'm coming saying, God, what are you saying today? When you're, uh, whatever we're doing in life, it, it, you grow the quickest when you've got some healthy pressure of responsibility upon you. Isn't it amazing? You see this awesome young couple and then they have a baby. Hey, Matt and Rachel. And within six months, you see them, they've just grown and matured in so many extra ways than even where they were before. And that's how it works in the family of God. As God raises, adds new people to us, we all grow in our part in serving. So I want to encourage you. Together, we grow and we are made perfect in love. Some of you are saying, well, hold on. I started serving and I got hurt in the process. Guess what? Because we're working with imperfect human beings. And sometimes the hurt is because God's trying to grow and mature us beyond some of our limited perspectives on other people. So iron sharpens iron. One version says we are files that file off the rough edges of one another. Hey, how awesome is it? But we grow. And you look back after 12 and think, wow, look how much freedom I've got or maturity or confidence flows in my life. I'm going to invite my beautiful wife, Mary Lynn, to come. She's the wife and partner and pastor and friend and mother in the house. Let's give her an awesome welcome to share. Thank you. Hello. Like Ross said, we, this, this year, after the year that was, we didn't want to just go back to cramming the calendar with a whole lot of events and, and just get busy, busy, busy but be selective and just add to our lives, your lives, um, quality programs and, and what we put on. Just really just seek the Holy Spirit to, as to what he wants us to do with our lives this year and to keep it simple and to keep it focused on the one. <laughs> You know, so the individual, if last year taught us anything, is that the value of um, family, friends, and the things that we shouldn't, simple pleasures in life we shouldn't take for granted, <laughs> like just meeting together over a meal and talking. And, and that's, um, Alpha is a, is a great way to do that, to sort of start again, why do we believe what we believe, and who can we invite around us that's, um, that could be just living right beside us and quite lonely and feeling disconnected, and it's just a simple act of sharing a meal and talking and having a few games and doing something together can be the introduction to them to the greatest asset of their life, finding Jesus as their saviour. And uh, this year I just wanted to um, do, I'm starting off with a, a women's event. Um, I've called it She Is, and we're going to add a different word. But the first one is She Is Resilient. And I love that word because it talks about the bounce back factor. <laughs> Resilience is not the absence of trouble and strife, but it's your ability to cope with it and to come back. Because we all go through bad things. Good, good people do suffer, if you noticed. And there isn't always a reason or an answer. But 
the resilience that we have, our ability to cope, our belief system. And um, that's what um, often is the, the thing that gives you the confidence to come back. And, um, and as, um, as a believer, um, you can look at a whole lot of foundations in your life that, that, you know, who you are in Christ, that he has created you for a purpose. He has put gifts within you for a reason. And you have abilities and you have connections through your own family and extension, your world and friends that, that nobody else can do, nobody else has. And that is really precious. And so with the women's groups, we are also going to be doing Alpha. And um, there's, um, this is going to be a group at Janita's on a, a Friday um, morning. And um, Anne Ham and Annette are going to do one on a Wednesday evening. And there's going to be social gatherings. And uh, we have some mums with young children that are meeting and, uh, um, and they have a playtime together and they have social groups that's happening. We'll have evening events for the women that are working during the week. And um, so we'll advertise those when they come up. Brunches. We've had brunches over the years where, um, you know, Saturday morning we might have a guest speaker. And, uh, and then we've had bigger events like Essence and conferences. But we're not going to be um, launching out into that just, yes, just soon. So She is Resilient is um, Save the Date, the 19th of February. Um, our speaker is going to be Fiona um, Butler. That's Carl Butler's wife. They're going to be here for the weekend. And so we'll have um, a great weekend together. And it's just going to be sort of like tapas, you know, a light light meal together. Um, and um, we're trying to keep the cost down, but I have to limit it at 50. So it's the first 50 women in. <laughs> you are, um, you're in. So um, if you want to express interest, you please put your name down and your phone number um, and we'll have the tickets available next week for you. And uh, the scripture that that um, I felt to um, build around that was from Psalm 18.35. You empower me for victory with your wraparound presence. Your power within me makes me strong to subdue. And by stooping down in gentleness, you strengthen me and make me great. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And I also um, just want to mention... Um, Bayside Care, there's a few aspects to our Bayside Care ministries. Um, we have a prayer ministry, a break-free prayer ministry run by Robin Webb and her team. And they meet on a Tuesday evening to pray and prepare for those that are booked in for a, a break-free uh, prayer ministry session. Uh, Robin also provides training. Um, and uh, for those that are interested, and um, and to, to explain what's involved in this really effective ministry, and so this this is an aspect of the um, the care that's available in in Bayside. It's cost is by donation. It's to help um, fund um, this ministry. Sozo is a wholeness and healing through connecting. And, um, and healing through from the Holy Spirit. Um, some of our team are also trained in this, this ministry. It's designed to help people come into a personal healing and connection with and hearing from God themselves. 
And uh, whereas the break free is like praying for you to come in wholeness, sozo is for you to discover and to come in to gain confidence in hearing from God yourself. And um, pastoral care happens during um, the week. Often it happens um, quite organically and naturally within those these life groups and your team. You you might observe someone in your team or you know that someone's sick or going in for an operation and a lot of the prayer is done from the body and that's how it's supposed to work it's not all supposed to come through the office and land on Ross and I's or Pete and M's desk (laughs) it's not a um, bottleneck that it's meant to be that as each part does its work the body is built up and it's strengthened in love and in, and it grows and it expands so you know there will be prayer needs that will come to you be through people that you directly relating to that's care that's pastoral care where you can pray for them and believe for God for breakthroughs and obviously if there's things that that we need to know of, you know, when it comes to a prayer request, then we can pray and then we're aware of, of um, what's happening in, in your life. Um, so that happens and our team is always available to talk with you, to meet with you and to pray with you if there are the big boulders in life where you need support. So please remember that we are not so busy that we can't pray for you, <laughs> you know, that we are here for you. And uh, there's also professional Christian counselling available if you need a sequence of, of um, counselling to help you break through in a particular area and get a real victory. We, we have, um, they, um, Sharon Jones comes and also does counselling um, in the care house across the street. And uh, so that's by appointment. There are um, the other professional um, Christian counsellors in the city as well community care we always keep some emergency food in the freezer in the office there we often get people come and walk in hungry and um, that's something that we've always had and so there are individual meals frozen meals in the in the free in the Bayside care freezer I have um, sleeping rough packs we have um, tents and and little um, hygiene kits and all sorts of things um, stashed in our office over there so um, for people that, that come looking for emergency help. Um, so as I just wanted to remind you of that, just as I hand back to Ross, there's, there's a scripture that um, that we have all based this our ministry and what we do for God out of Galatians 6, 9 and 10. It says... Don't allow yourself to become weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. So take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others. That's everyone. And especially for our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. It's good to be reminded and many of you are so generous and have supported us and, and others over and over again. And I, I love my grandmother, Grandma Holland used to have a saying and she'd say, good deeds are like good seeds, they bring a good harvest. So the seeds that we sow, the good deeds, they're like good seeds that are sown into our hearts and lives. So let's keep sowing those good seeds. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's give her a hand. Thanks, Dale. That's awesome.
together we serve our God. And we've got lots of amazing people here um, on our team. And uh, Carl and Fiona Butler are coming for that weekend, the 19th to 21st, with a women's event on the Friday night. Saturday morning, there's going to be a, a Wide Bay Region Pastors and Leaders event, and any of our leaders are welcome to come to that. And then Carl will be preaching on Sunday morning. And on Sunday night, we're going to do a special Holy Spirit Encounter Night. We're not going to do regular Sunday night services uh, yet. We, we want to focus on Sunday mornings and our Alpha groups. After Easter, we'll review that, but we're going to do a one-off, three weeks' time on a Sunday night where we're going to believe for miracles and Holy Spirit-empowered breakthroughs. So that's on the 20, 21st. We thank uh, God for Peter and Emma, our assistant pastors, and do an amazing job. Emma looks after all the finances and, and worship leads, and, and uh, Peter oversees many areas. And I'm going to ask you just for a couple of minutes to come and share what, what's happening with our kids' ministry. He oversees an amazing team. So, Pete, come and share what's happening in our awesome kids' ministry. Awesome. Well, they're over there right now watching a movie. So um, if you get a bit bored here, you know, you can pop over there. I'm just joking. So kids is great. We've got some great um, kids in our church, and a lot of them are your kids that are sitting here. And, um, and we, this year we've been doing our holiday program for the last three weeks, and we're starting a new series uh, which is called Who You Say I Am. And it talks about identity and who they are in Christ and finding out their identity for themselves, which is a powerful series. So we use a curriculum that uses um, videos. It has There's a craft aspect. There's some games and there's fun. They uh, It starts it's only in our 8.30 service, so running kids, not in both morning services, 8.30 only. And they have their own songs and things over there there as well and uh, as you know everyone's signed in at the uh, at the front there uh, we have just started in the last few weeks now wristbanding kids that's so we don't lose them no not really that's just that really helps us because when we've got kids coming from here over to there it helps the leaders to know that they've been registered in okay so there will be a leader each week uh, when your kids arrive and you've and you book them in to go to kids they will want to put a wristband on their wrist okay so uh, that really helps the leaders over there to do that so that's one thing to be aware of our kids uh, because of registration uh, if some of you have been in the church for a while uh, over 12 months ago before COVID we were having our kids over in the hall and kids over in the little explorers uh, room we are we're not going to use that room at this stage we're going to uh, trial everyone over in that room and use we've got a brand new refurbished shed air conditioned which was done all last year and we hardly used it uh, done before uh, just as COVID happened and so we are younger kids year two years old to five years old um, can be registered so from two years and up um, please you can register your kids for kids on a Sunday morning and it goes through to 12 years old or year six okay it's not a high school age uh, program so up to year six but if everyone is basically going to the hall and then what will happen is after a couple of songs they will split that group so two-year-olds to five-year-olds will go separately to the brand new refurbished uh, shed and, and run a program they've got a similar program uh, with for their age group and the other older kids will stay in the hall so that's how that is working and then please after church please pick up your kids don't leave them behind and go home for lunch but um please come and get them that's always a good thing but um 
So kids, they have a lot of fun. Uh, they love it. Uh, and some of you, your kids also, as they get a bit older, some of them will really love to help lead or help out on the day. So when they get to year six and they're getting a bit older, some of them have the opportunity, if they really want to, to help serve on a Sunday or every second week as well. Uh, they might be high school age, but if they realize that, hey, they're a real help and want to do that, um, there is an option to do that as well. You just need to come and talk to our uh, leaders. We have some great leaders. We've had another five leaders come on board in the last two weeks put up their hand to serving kids uh, we also need more they read varies one week we had 15 kids the next week we had 31 kids in the last few weeks so it's up and down depending on who's here there's many more kids that we could be bringing to church but if we're running buses but we haven't done that simply because we don't have the leaders to do it um, so if you are uh, wanting to serve in kids in any way so we can expand there's lots of th- ideas and things we'd love to do but we're basically limited because of uh, leaders and helpers okay it is growing Uh, but if you want to put your hand up and helping kids it's not hard it is very easy the curriculum is very easy to run we've got great leaders there and uh, we love your support in any way possible Uh, if you're wondering about how to serve a roster is usually on every second week or on once a month you have that option okay so it's not every week uh, and we don't want to overburden someone or wear our team out uh, whatsoever and uh, they love doing it and uh, we want to see our kids grow into mighty young men and women of God so it's Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Peter and team. That's uh, so, so exciting. We've got lots of other exciting ministry. We've got a Young at Hearts ministry with uh, Pastor David and Helen Janes on the first, third and fifth Wednesdays. They meet here at uh, church at uh, uh, 9.30 for cuppa and uh, 10 o'clock. The first Wednesday of the month is Wednesday worship and I'm preaching this Wednesday morning. So it's designed for those that are retired or still working and want to come mainly 60 plus um, age bracket and we've got 30 to 40 people coming regularly that it's a great ministry they want to reach out and touch more prayer ministry Sylvia Wasage and her amazing team pray on Tuesday mornings at 9 30 they got the prayer chain the 24 7 prayer week that's on this week so many would be notified and encourage you to pray that half hour slot this week for breakthroughs and blessing and uh, we're believing for God to do amazing things also um, Matt and Rachel lead our youth ministry and our worship ministry and uh, I think we've got a quick DVD to show of Matt telling us of how you can help out and support so if we can go to that and then I'll get Matt to come and share about youth. Listen I'm so glad to be here with you today. I just want to take a moment to talk about our volunteers and how you can serve. Serving is an intricate part of our culture here and I'd love to talk to you about it. This here is a cafe area and we have teams serving here every single Sunday and at events during the week. Look, here's a friend here now. Would you like a cup of tea, bud? Here you go. Have a great day, hey? Hey, why don't you come with me? I'll show you some of the other parts you can serve. Let's go. Over here, we have our information desk. This is where our frontline team serves. They do an amazing job of greeting people and making them feel welcome. They can answer any questions they have about our church and any queries they have about events and help people sign in for Sunday. Hey friend, how you doing? Scan this QR code and have a great Sunday. Listen, we have so much going on and so many areas you can serve. So let's go have a look and see what else you can do. This is our auditorium and we have so many things happening that we need to capture it on a regular basis for our social media, different accounts, our website, so people that aren't in our building can experience what happens. We can take photos and do all sorts of things with production. Let me show you some of the other areas you can serve. Come with me. 
Up here we have all sorts of technical departments. We have our front of house sound. We have a lighting department. We have a tech team here. We have a friend here. Say hello, friend. <laughs> we have uh, um, video cameras, which we need people to manage. There's so much happening and there's so much more to come. Let me show you. Over here, we have events happening every single week and during the week. And for these events, we need people. These are our event coordinators and they need to be able to lead teams, manage things and have an eye for detail. There's so much going on and we need people to help these events go smoothly. You know what else happens every single week? Kids church. They get a bit rowdy, what can I say? We need some responsible people like parents to help serve at our kids church every single week except for on holidays. Come with me this way, I have some last things to show you. This is our last area. This is our worship team. Our worship team helps create an encounter culture in a church, whether it's during the week events or on Sundays. Here, let me show you. It doesn't really matter what skill set you have, whether it's musician and you love to play bass. Thanks, friend. Or if it's worship leading and you want to sing along. We've got that too. Or if it's drums or percussion or saxophone or whatever your skill set is, we'd love to have you a part of the team. Now listen, if you're keen, I'd love for you to head down to the information desk and ask that question or go to the website or the app. We'd love to have you part of the team. I'm excited to serve alongside you. Well done, Matt. How awesome is that, hey? So there's multitudes of ways. Some, there's some areas that you hadn't thought about before. If you're interested, either getting trained or you've already got some skills set in, we'd love more people on our teams because some of them are serving nearly every week and we'd love to have multiple. Matt, come and tell us about the amazing youth ministry that's happening on Friday nights. Let's give them a hand. I have to watch that video again this morning, so it's all good. Um, I just want to talk about our youth. My wife and I, Rachel, we run the youth group here, and it's amazing. Um, we only took over just in October last year, but we've already seen so many amazing things happen. We've seen 14 young people give their hearts to Jesus. Just in a short last term of the year, we had eight young people get baptized and leave all their old life behind and step into everything that Jesus has. And I just want to read to you, we, we created a... A, a culture code. I just want to read that. And this really is just a def definition, our identification of who we are in our youth ministry. Is that all right? Can I read it? It says, We are a Jesus people, inspired to see a young generation find transformation in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what we've seen. And this year, I really, I was asking God, like, God, what, what do you want me to lead our young people into this year? And what, how, you know, what's our word? Like, you know, sometimes we go, what's your word for this year? What's, what's going to be your thing? What's your theme? And God really just gave me this one scripture. I'm going to read it to you. And, and this is going to be the emphasis for our young people this year. And it's Mark 16, 20. It's the last verse of the last chapter of Mark. And it says this, And the apostles went out announcing the good news Everywhere, as the Lord himself consistently worked through them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs 
that accompanied them. And that's what we're going to do this year, is we're going to preach the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the young people of this church and the young people of this city. And Jesus is going to validate his words. He is going to validate the gospel with signs and miracles and wonders. Can you agree with me for that? Some other things that are happening this year, I'm just going to mention one thing, is in May, we're having our youth camp, youth advance, we're calling it. We're not retreating, we're advancing. And so we, my heart is to get 40 plus young people to this camp free of charge. Obviously, it does, it needs to cost something, is that right? It costs money to feed young people because they're hungry. And it costs money to transport them. And basically, we need $5,000 to get 40 young people into an atmosphere where we can really just preach the gospel, minister to them, allow them moments to encounter His goodness. And so I'm believing for our church and um, just to be generous people. Can we do that? We're going to have some testimony videos of the young people that got changed in our youth group. And I really just believe we can get 40 plus young people into an environment where they can experience Jesus, probably for the first time. Will you help me with that, church? That's about all I want to say. Thanks, Ross. Thanks so much, Matt. Let's give them a hand. They're going to have an awesome time. So it's Friday nights from 6.30 to 8.30, grade 7 to grade 12. So if you've got young people in that age bracket, why don't you get them connected to youth? I'm so glad that my mum used to travel about an hour to take me to a youth group and my brothers and sisters for years. And then she'd wait outside until it was over and then take us back home. We made sure all of our kids were in youth every week that they were eligible because something happens. So if you've got kids that are in that bracket and think, oh, they mightn't want to come, see Matt and Rachel and they'll invite them personally, bring them along. We run buses and all sorts of stuff. Speaking of buses, we're in the process of buying a new 22-seater or an almost new 22-seater bus to replace our little old one that's been going for about 50 years. You know, it's just about dead. So that will be uh, happening. A few other exciting things happening. Men's ministry happens with Jamie and uh, Tony and the team. And, and on every second Friday night, they do a great job. We're getting 20 or 30 guys along um, to that. There's so many different um, ministries that are happening um, in our church. OSH, Outside School Hours Care, runs during the week, um, before and after school care and, and vacation care. And we've got 37 spots we can fill in now. It's full nearly every day. Thank you, Sue, and all your amazing team that help. Most of those families are not from our church, so they're bringing them here and we're connecting with them. So keep praying for God's love and grace to flow there. Based on transformations, what an awesome thing it is to be linked with transformations. And uh, 12 months drug and alcohol rehab, always looking for support people and volunteers. And we just thank God for it. Over a thousand people have come to Christ in the last 11 years through this program alone. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that's worth praising God. And uh, it's just an amazing journey, and their families and friends get connected. And so we. Uh, Pray for God's blessing. We've got our awesome admin staff uh, that work in our office and, uh, and it's so great for Tanil and Mary Sarah and uh, Aaron and all the others that help out and volunteers there. We're always looking for helpers to uh, help us. Quick two-minute update on our Home for the Harvest. Someone's saying, what's happening to our Home for the Harvest? We've been talking about it for years. Well, we are getting closer. COVID last year slowed down a whole lot of stuff. We've done We've been doing work behind the scenes. We've done uh, an amended plans and we've had to update our uh, development application. That's in council. 
and uh, waiting for approval. And uh, Ryan Williams is our project team manager with our project team. It's been there for a few months and we've just got to pray that they action it because everyone, there's thousands of developments happening in our area so they're all snowed under. But we are waiting for that to be approved and then we'll be able to move to the next step of uh, um, getting... um, Costings, working out whether we can afford to do it all in one go or staged. Um, raising funds, we'll have a special offering most likely in June to raise funds. We've got $467,790 already raised for our project. How awesome is that? Nearly half a million dollars already. Thank you for your generous giving. I'm believing to have a million dollars at least raised as our deposit and we can borrow maybe up to two and a half million with low interest rates that's manageable for our church. And so we'll have more up info for you on that. Many people, we put $2,000 a week aside from our tithes and offerings. We've been sowing that in for years. And then well over $1,000 a month is given by other people weekly or fortnightly. Plus we raise at least $10,000 interest on that money we have. But we're going to be stepping out and believing for God to provide because we need a bigger facility. We really do to train, equip, and it'll have rooms to hire out to the community and schools and other things. So we want it to be a multi-purpose facility that can just touch our city and our community and I believe we're going to need that. So keep praying for that. Also the Harvey Bay Christian Minister Association, our church is connected to the 15 other churches in our city and I'm the uh, chairman of the association. We meet every month to pray over our city and and uh, we couldn't do many combined activities last year but we will be doing more this year. Also we're part of the Wide Bay um, region of Australian Christian churches which is the uh, church covering that we are linked with and a Baso Christian church and that's uh, 12 churches in our region there's three new churches being planted this year across our region so churches are out we want to win win people to the kingdom of God across our city and don't forget you can still bring your cans and bottles in we raise over a hundred dollars a month to help run our kids ministry just from people bringing in their bottles and cans 10 cents each we met some of the leaders from the, team, from the um, apartments next door, Centrepoint, and they said, oh, that's a great idea. So they're going to have two bins ready and get all their people to put all their bottles in, so we'll get another 100 or so a week. So it's a community uh, event that we need to be a part of. Global Missions, keep praying for Past Abram in India, and uh, we have the Klaas in Thailand, um, Uganda with Lisa Taken, and China Orphanage in Kununurra, Indigenous Ministry, we'll keep supporting All of those things. Lots of other things happening in our church. Check out our website, our uh, app, um, all sorts of um, things. If you want to help, we encourage you to fill out a volunteer agreement form. See the team down at the desk there. And I just think if more people do their little bit, we're going to see things accelerate this year. We really are. I thank God for some have been faithfully serving you for years and decades. But we want to see others step up because as we do we're going to see a great move of God happen for his kingdom and his glory I'd like to pray for all those who serve as leaders team members on rosters if you serve in any of those volunteer capacities or ministries or on staff or team just stand where you are because we want to pray for you maybe you're hosting or leading a life group you're on our prayer team you're on our kids team look at all these amazing people that serve let's give them a huge big hand there are others here volunteering in transformations and on prayer teams we want to thank you why don't we pray a blessing on if you're sitting nearby someone reach out to your hand room and uh 
you could join some of these teams as well. Why don't we just believe right now for the Holy Spirit to touch every life. Holy Spirit, we just pray right now you administer to everyone who serves in this house. Lord, they're on staff, they're volunteers, they're team leaders, they lead life groups. Lord, I just pray, Lord, this year they would feel your power, your anointing. They would feel they belong and there will just be an overflow. And together we would see amazing things happen with a heart to serve and work. I thank you for what you are doing, Lord. And I just pray this year there'll be a flow. Lord, there'll be increase. There'll be just a a joy and a passion. You said you would restore our passion. And I thank you for that, Father. And I thank you for strengthening our teams. Lord, you said, pray to the Lord of the harvest to raise up workers. And I thank you for that in our schools and all that we do in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Stay standing. Let's all stand together and worship team, come on up. I want to read one more verse as we uh, come to the end of our service and pray. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6. It'll be on the screen. Look at this. I was the one who planted the church and Apollos came and cared for it, but it was God who caused it to grow. This means the one who plants is not anybody special nor the one who waters, for God is the one who brings the supernatural growth. Now the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. We are co-workers with God and you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building. God's building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Don't be afraid of what's happening. The darkness gets darker, but the light gets lighter. Arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. He's calling us to love, to serve one by one, group by group, family by family. And as we let that overflow, his kingdom will grow. and Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.